Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hang Time Podcast. Backing down a lefty hook, breaks it in! With your host, Elliot Anderson, stopped it down behind his head. Seku Smith, the tipping is good at the buzzer. And Vince Thomas. Slices across the lane, puts up a hook on the run. No, but a dynamite stick back slam. Now it's time for the tip Back again, the Hangtime Podcast from NBA.com coming to you. Gorilla Edition. Playoff tip-ins. Yes, tip-in, tip you know. Ins. You know, just a little little something to throw at the people, Vince. Uh, we can't be at the studio every day. Right. You know, but we we can't just give the listeners one Hangtime Podcast a week. No, right? it's, a, uh, it's a shame that we don't get in there more often, but the playoff schedule mm-hmm. doesn't allow it. Seku Absolutely. Smith. From the Hangtime blog and the Hangtime podcast on NBA.com, alongside my partner Vince Thomas, yes, we sir. are uh, we are neck deep in basketball right now. After yeah, just man. the first weekend, mm-hmm. um, drama. Okay, you know we got actors and actresses <laughs> accusations flying around. We got word, word. we got playoff ending injuries. Yeah, you man. know Ooh. maybe even more severe. You know severe uh, in yeah. the case of. Of one player, so playoff ending injuries, and and some might even say series ending. Injuries, yeah, series you know? ending injury, and possibly uh, career altering injury for a certain player. Ooh, so, I mean, not. let's uh, mm-hmm. let's first first and foremost, Kevin Garnett suspended <laughs> for game two yesterday. We gotta get, we gotta go there first. I mean, right? how can you not uh, deal with the fact that the, the melee? Uh, you know, and right. I don't even know if it's worth. A melee when, no, that's not a, when you a get melee. that when you get get that many air elbows thrown at each other. Fracas. You know, yeah. Um but Kevin Garnett suspended for game two in the Heat Celtic series. Right. Was the 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 punishment, did it fit the crime? You got it you got you gotta give him one game. Absolutely. Say. Yeah. You know, he, he, here's my thing. Now initially I I was really disappointed in, in K G because I thought that uh, Q, just his posture, his demeanor, he seemed to be, you know, from looking at the television, it seemed like he was going up to Paul Pierce to sort of see if he was all right, because I think he was the last one that touched right, him before right. he went down, right? So KG responded, and I'm thinking, oh, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, stop being such a hothead. Well, once Q went and, you know, spilled the beans on actually what he said and, and how he approached him, and, you know, said basically he told him that they were being actresses and, you know, Paul Pierce needs to get up. Well, then I, KG's initial reaction, I dug. But once you start throwing high elbows, even if it's one of those get-off-me elbows, right. you know you know how those are thrown. But once you start doing those in the middle of a, of a fracas, it might happen to hit somebody's face. And if that's the case, you're gone. You bounce, yeah. You know? I mean, I, I, I absolutely agree that he had to get some sort of penalty. Um, a, I think people are tired of that nonsense. Like, they're tired of the wolfing. The Boston and Celtics they, nonsense, you mean? Not just theirs, but specifically Kevin KG's, Garnett. Yeah. And that's too bad because prior to his time in Boston, he did all the same wolfing. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't come off the way it has since he's been in, with the Celtics. That series that was here three years ago in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you got you got a whole new disturbing view of Kevin Garnett mm-hmm. in that series because he did all that talking to, you know, to young guys. Like, they were the AC. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was... He was going at their heads, and it was just like, wow, is this what KG's, you know, like, is this well, what KG's about? I, I think people are taking more notice of it now because he's with the Cause he's, C's, yeah, and, winning, and they're winning. Yeah. And not only that, but he has reinforcements. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Now, he, is it, now what, you know, what was it, 2004, um, when Minnesota played, I, I forget who it was, but it was the, the Peeler 
um, yeah, KG man, thing, right? Jawed him, yeah. Jawed him, hit him with the one-two checker. Yeah. And KG did what he was supposed to do. And, you know, even though, you know, people, you know, after that wanted to call him a punk and wanted to say he was soft, but he put his arms to the side. He didn't do anything because he recognized that he did not need to get suspended right. if his team wanted to, to right. advance. Five, six years later, he's supposed to be five, six more years the wiser, and he's acted in even a more childish manner now, you know, than, 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 than back then. That was that was the mature, you know, grown man move, in my estimation, as a basketball player back in 04. Now he's acting like a hothead youth. I don't get it. Well, either that, either that was the mature move or the I'm not messing with Anthony Peeler move. Oh, you know, so I mean, maybe there was some validity to what people. Yeah, no, I'm nah, just saying. Would nah. you would you jump at Anthony Peeler? You gonna jump at Anthony Peeler? I'm well, I'm not KG. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> Anthony Anthony Peeler will you know destroy me. But you know, I think I really think KG did that because he recognized what it would do for competition. I just think he lost it, you know, in in this scenario. Right. Um. But the, I mean, we all, we we can't get off this subject without talking about Paul Pierce a little bit. I mean, Paul Pierce is starting to challenge LeBron. For you know Oscars now. Wow, you going at LeBron like that too, huh? Bron Bron can act, you know, like you know the world is coming to an end and he's about to die <laughs> when he's not all that hurts. But you know, being being probably the most indestructible dude in the league, it's like, come on, Bron, we yeah. we know it's not that bad. You know, if if you you never know what's going on with a player's body, but I mean, my man PP was sprawled out in front of the opposing team's bench, and then five minutes later he was ready to go. I mean... Yeah, it, was a, it was a little Don Cheadle in that move. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what Nobody's I'm disputing that. I, the thing that really disappointed me, though, was how quickly things escalated. And you saw head coaches over there mm-hmm. telling cats to back up. You know, Doc Rivers, Eric Spolster, recognizing how significant mm-hmm. any foolish action would be in that instance. Mm-hmm. Jamal McGlow and those guys that stood up but never mm-hmm. came onto the floor technically mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they're not subject to those penalties like Amari Stoudemire and Boris Diaw were right. in Phoenix a few years ago you have to understand and this is why I, where I really fall it was right the, by the some Celtics. fans too don't yeah. forget it was right by some courts some, some, some yeah, four seat no fans, doubt you know? this is where I really fought Kevin Garnett you know that your team shouldn't have to deal with game two and you you know chilling at the house watching on TV yeah. if you just make the, the mature, mature move man. that a captain makes. Absolutely. Which is to go over there and play peacemaker instead of go over there swinging bows and, you know, mean mugging people and, yeah. you know, threatening cats. I mean, and yeah. it's, it's time the, out for it. It's it, time out for it. It was the elbow. Again, the yeah. the initial reaction, now that, you know, Q went and, and you know, basically revealed to us all what, what was said, and yeah. it was disrespect. And like KG said in his press conference, he was like, yo, I'm just trying to protect my teammate and, you know, ask that some proper respect is shown to, you know, a player down. Right. You know what I mean? So I can you, I can understand his initial reaction. Right. But, you know, once the elbow starts swinging, you have to know that, you know, there will be re, uh, repercussions for that. I think an interesting question to ask, you know, going into game two is, you know, this is 2010 KG. Right. This isn't 2008 KG. Is his is is his absence in game two going to be that detrimental no, that's to a, the seas? No, that's a great point. And I think if you ask the Celtics that behind closed doors, a lot of those cats would probably you know be like, Hey, we've learned to play without this. Absolutely. Guy. So but it's the symbolic nature of what he did. You know you know what it strikes me as, Vince, and I hate to say this, as a it's like an old boxer, you know, taking a cheap shot. 
knowing that he's on his way out. You know Ooh, what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, go out with some dignity, man. Like, go out with some pride. The, yeah. the Heat were in their, they were in their mix now for mm-hmm. stretching that game. I, said, like, I know what you're about to say, right, right. No, right. I'm just saying, they uh-huh. were, that, that struck me as a desperate move. Well, and, and you know, on uh, when we did, did our playoff preview podcast, I was saying how this is go- was going to be one of my favorite series. It, not necessarily because the play was going to be all that entertaining, because you're dealing with two. You know, th- th- it's going to be a low scoring series. But I just like the amount of veterans, and I like, um, and, and I know that, you know, I just kind of felt that there was going to be some gamesmanship. And maybe even a little volatility, you know, there, competitive volatility right. there, because you're dealing with, you know, old guys that have been in the league that are playoff tested, and you know that the playoff atmosphere is going to be there. You know, you didn't and have to wait. Like you I'm got that volatility. Close. Yeah, man. In game one, and I think yeah. that to me is what the playoffs mm-hmm. personifies to a lot of people. Not the foolishness. Not right. the, you know, I hate to see anybody get suspended or lose time on the court, but that's you know. That's up to your own actions. But the intensity and the level of, hey, we're not backing up an inch. That's what the play, the essence of the playoffs. You know, and and uh, you know, speaking of uh, of that, you know, I have to apologize to the the Phoenix Portland series <laughs> because I was I was yawning on that on yeah, that series coming it. into the playoffs, and that might have been the best game of the uh, uh, of the of the first two days. You if know? you have, if you had some notos handy and could stand. 15 straight hours of basketball Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, I started early. Yeah, me too. Came, you know, came to shoot around. Mm-hmm. I don't have practice, kids, rather. You know. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I got a little more energy. <laughs> <laughs> came to practice, excuse me, not shoot around, Sunday. And then uh, and then bounced back to the house. Yeah. You know, got a little, you know, afternoon brunch, a little, little grub. Mm-hmm. And then dove right in. Last night at 11 o'clock, I was asking myself, like, do I have the gusto to stay up and watch this game? Did you but have it? Was, it? Yeah, it was oh, okay. such a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to stick around. I mean, Portland, not just the work Andre Miller did, who we talked about on the, the Absolutely. preview podcast. You mentioned it. He was going to do work. And we mm-hmm. both, I think we talked about this the other day, too. Like, when Nash, as good as he is, when he gives up what he's given, Mm-hmm. You kind of you take some of his starch yeah. away to me, and that's yeah. exactly what happened against the Blazers. But in addition to Andre Miller, mm-hmm. Martell Webster, yep, Batum, mm-hmm. Juwan Howard, who's older than I am. Man. I mean, when you and can be and can be a wonderful job out, on, on they, they, yeah, they shut start him out. When you talk about that, and we just gloss over Nate McMillan, and you know when we talk about Coach of the we Year, we didn't talk what about him job, as Coach of the Year at all. What a job this guy has yeah. done! Yeah, man, you know, just keep holding it together. Well, and, and you know, I, to first hitting the Nash point, um, I, I think what uh, our, our, you know, one of our Turner family members, um, Kenny Smith, he made a great point about um, Jason Richardson needing to switch over and play Andre Miller, and how that affected his game and how his offensive game, and and how the only reason he need or why the only reason he needed to do that was because. The Suns knew that Andre Miller would just have his way with Steve Nash, so it's really a Steve 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 Nash as a defensive liability actually has like a ripple effect. Um, but you know what? What I think Andre Miller showed in that Game One performance is that he doesn't get enough credit as just being, you know, a straight up a baller, leader, yeah, yeah baller just leader. And you know, just, just one one of the true professionals, you know, in the league, and and a, and actually a big time guy. You know, there's a reason why Philadelphia, you know, took even, a giant step back without him. You know, absolutely, they took, they took a big step back without him when when the 
when he went out there initially, there was this consternation about, well, you got Steve Blake, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It became pretty obvious to everybody Absolutely. real soon. Mm-hmm. Steve Blake is not the caliber point guard. Andre mm-hmm. Miller, is no, that's no knock on Steve Blake. It's right. just facts. Andre Miller led the league in assists one year in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Was a, you know, when a guy like that bounces around, but he's a, he's played the same role everywhere he's been. He's mm-hmm. been the leader of his team. Mm-hmm. He's always been the guy yeah. running the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we would have suspected him doing anything else. He in this series, and he, I mean, he want you want a challenge. You want to play against the 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 guy that. Most people talk about as being the marquee point guard in the league in addition to Chris Paul and Darren Williams. Mm-hmm. And I think Chauncey Billups gets left out of that conversation and, you know, egregiously as well. Rajon Rondo, but go ahead. That's what, you know, he stepped into the spotlight last yeah. night and led his team to the upset. And they, I mean, they got home court now. It's going to be real interesting because Phoenix went into the playoffs is it gonna as be, a hot team. Is it going to be people talking about a favorite. What? Phoenix is capable of going to Portland and winning too now. That's, see, like, and you that's know. what I'm saying. See, I, what I saw yesterday is I saw – and uh, um, I believe uh, Stoudemire and Gentry somewhat alluded to this in their in their um, pressers after the postgame pressers. There might have been a bit of looking past, not so much looking past the Trailblazers, but maybe taking them for, for, for granted yeah, because sure. because they were without Roy, and and taking for granted, you know, Andre Miller's ability and and potential to step up and fill that leadership, you know. Uh, carry a squad on his shoulders burden that you know that we all thought left with with Brandon Roy but I think now that Phoenix is on notice I don't see why they can't reel off four games in a row that may be me just not respecting Portland at all and shame on me if if that's the case but I you know I think Phoenix can play better I think I think Portland played about as well as they're going to play and and I and, and it was a five you know and it was a five point game Phoenix actually you know could have won that game, you know, down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And that's what you have to look at when there are um, outcomes that you don't necessarily predict. It's like, okay, were the, was it a, were the teams themselves? I think Portland played above its head, and they can continue to play above, above their head, but I think Phoenix had a bad game. So if Phoenix, has, if Phoenix plays good Phoenix ba- basketball, I, I, just, I really just don't think Portland, as presently constituted, can beat them. Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't think I don't think Portland played above and beyond its pay grade. I just think they played well, and I don't think okay. Phoenix played okay. its best basketball. Mm-hmm. But you don't get perfect circumstances in the playoffs. No, nah, not at all. You know, at you all. get seven chances, mm-hmm. and uh, a maximum of seven chances to get mm-hmm. it right. I mean, speaking of perfect circumstances and how it, you know, you know, swing series and you know, Okor's out. St- staggering news. Yeah, I mean, and he had been injured, obviously. There was some concern about his Achilles, you know, sore Achilles before that. I didn't think that the Jazz showed me the kind of energy and effort, you know, down the stretch when they mm-hmm. had a chance to win their way into a home court advantage mm-hmm. in the playoffs and couldn't do it at the, mm-hmm. on their home floor, mm-hmm. losing to Phoenix on the last game of the regular season. You know, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that makes you look at a team and go, wow, you know, do they have what it takes to, to assert themselves in pressure situations? This only highlights the fact that, they took two bigs in some recent drafts. Right. Fasenko and Kostos Kufus. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that I'm butchering these cats' names because <laughs> nobody knows about getting your name butchered like I do. But Okay, Seiko. They, exactly. <laughs> they took these two bigs. Yep. Gave Memo Accor a two-year extension. Remember they gave mm-hmm. him a nice, fat mm-hmm. extension. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep that core group they had together to see if they could make a run. Mm-hmm. Now... 
you have to play those two young cats. And you really haven't seasoned them the way you need to yeah. for them to be ready for this kind of role in the playoffs. Yeah. Now you have to deal with them. Yeah. Andre Karolinko is already out. He's out, right. So that means you can't two play. of your main yeah. players for the Jazz are out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, um, you can't play Boozer and Millsap 48 minutes a no. game. And even if you even if they were on the court, I mean, that's that's a very still short not, yeah, court. Yeah, still you not know? big enough. I, you know, Boozer said it best. He said it's – because people – you know, we all know that Okor is a good player and he's a very specialized player and he presents matchup problems because, you know, he's a – you know, more of a mobile five and, you know, he, he brings, five, yeah, get out, brings fives get away from the shoot, basket, yeah. you know, and, and whatnot. Um, but, you know – Boozer said that it's going to make his life ten times more difficult now that Okor is out, and I thought that that was very telling because a lot of times a player goes out and you know teams try to put on a good face and they say, oh, well, you know, Somebody's we'll, we'll step keep up. up or, yeah. yeah, nah. Boozer was straight up and down honest. He said, yo, my, you know, it's going to make things ten times more difficult. Darren Williams said it. Jerry, did you see what Jerry Sloan said about it? Well, well, no. He said you feel sick. Oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? no, like, I saw that right. It, they just didn't talk like a team that was ready to circle the wagons while it, you know. It just sounded real creepy to me. You, and, you know, I did, this podcast is not to, you know, denigrate, you know, great players. But, I mean, as, as, as much as I like Darren Williams and as, you know, just effective and productive as he is on the court, you know, I'm a 2010 guy, there's something about him to me that is just not franchise-ish in terms of, like, when, when I – Darren Williams – has yet to, to to me this is a personal observation Vince as, Thomas this is yeah, personal right v- Vince Thomas absolutely Darren Williams I'll give you his address if you need <laughs> he like he he hasn't even to me like displayed like Baron Davis 2006 or 7 Golden State he hasn't had one of those kind of that. performances like because what I'm saying is Okor goes out do you look at you know um Darren Williams and say, well, now Darren's just going to take over and will his team to win. You got a short memory, though. That same year you talk about Baron Davis. When they got, do you remember? They did beat he, them. They now. did beat them in the second. But D. they Will were just a, bald. But it was bald. But it wasn't. It's Darren Williams. It's Darren bald Williams. Vince. Okay, I don't I, forget now. I'm, I am not disputing that Darren Williams balls. But what I'm saying is, is, is his of uh, you know um, maybe personality leadership kind of, you know, impact on his team? Is he a will-my-team-to-victory kind of player facing obstacles like they face now? I think he, I think he's that kind of player. I'm not sure that it's enough to get them past the Nuggets. Okay. You know I mean? I think he's shown – I don't think he has any show and prove left. Darren no, he does. Well, I don't he, think that. Well, I don't think he has not, any show improvement. Not left. as a star in this league, but as the kind of star I'm talking about, he does. As a will your team, is a will your team to you know um, playoff series victory over obstacles? I don't think he, he what he hasn't done that yet. I'm not his all star, all NBA. I mean, so elite you player bona fides you, you're are there. what he did the year. Yeah, yeah, because I don't. That I don't, doesn't count. I don't think he willed them to beat the Warriors. I think that was a. I think that was just a better Utah team beating uh, a beat beating uh, a team that should have never been in that in that series to begin with. Well, I mean, if we're going. You you wiping away pieces of history here. Like, you can't just take a. It's not a black bear. You just can't wipe the handheld no, clean. But, but you got to. You know, I, I feel you, you got to give credit where it's due. But now. what I, but what I'm saying is, when you look back at that series, do you, do you say is what pops in your mind? Is it? Um, a he will D-will, outplayed. Willed, yeah, okay. He totally I, outplayed. Outplayed. Okay, but did he? Did he, there, there was no? 
it's not like he took a team that shouldn't have won that series and because he just balled out of his mind they they won and that's what he needs to do in this series and, and I'm I telling you know, I don't know that that's I don't know that that would be enough against this Nuggets team if it was somebody else they were dealing with maybe that'd be enough okay because I don't think that Warriors team had the kind of force that the Nuggets had they in didn't. Carmelo you know what I'm saying like they it's didn't. different when you're dealing with that's what an I, upstart. But I'm saying that's what I'm saying. I don't so, know that he, D Will could. I don't listen. I don't know that D Will could get over this hump against in this series, or Chris Paul, or any of these guys like that you're talking about. Hmm. Could Steve Nash do it? Probably not. This is a huge. I mean, this is another team that okay. early in the year, Vince. Okay, we were all convinced before they started dealing with injuries and obviously George Carl's situation with you know with cancer. We were talking about them taking over the spot from the Lakers. Well, so like let, you we, all were not me, but we can't I, just okay. act like. We can't just act like this team is some, you know, they, they're dealing with jumping. D. Will and the Jazz are in a situation where they have to face a Nuggets team minus two of their best players. Of their best players. Yeah, absolutely. So Boozer, saying, Boozer and Darren Williams could play lights out. So the series and it might not matter. The series is the series is over. If they if it gets to six games, I'll be surprised. Okay, I feel because you. I just think you're now relying on guys who have never been in not just in playoff situations. You're relying on guys now who've never been in responsibility roles on that team absolutely. in the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's tough. Absolutely. I mean, I that's you know, I would like to think that if I I'd, I'd like to think that Jerry Sloan, Darren Williams, Carlos Boozer, and even to, you know, some extent, you know, Paul Millsap might be able to, you know, keep this as a series cuz, you know, um Denver has its own issues without its coach and you know, Kmart is, you know, not 100% and you never know what's going to happen with J.R. Smith. So you, you never, I don't think, I definitely don't think, I didn't think Utah was going to win the series to begin with. I definitely don't think that now. But, you know, would I be surprised if it went to six games? No. Uh, and I'm hoping that it, I'm hoping that it does. Yeah, it'd be nice to to see Utah really, and that's that's the beautiful thing about the playoffs sometimes. The teams you least expect yeah. to step up. And really give you some the Bulls last year. Right. Nobody thought they would give the Celtics all that guff. Right. Nobody was expecting that. That's the the Warriors the year they upset the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of the playoffs when you get those unexpected series and matchups that mm-hmm. kind of throw a ring on things. Same thing I thought happened with the Bobcats in the, in the Magic yesterday. The Bobcats okay. put up a different kind of fight. I know Tyson Chandler didn't get a triple double like you thought he would. <laughs> I know he was the last big off the off the bench. That, but that the, has more but to they do did, with health. But they did give Dwight Howard yeah, du- some, some fits, the old Ratliff and those guys. And that's Nazi the Muhammad, playoffs. Yeah. It's not about this team against this team and what it looks like on paper sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's about that specific matchup, that game, that one guy playing lights out. You know, those those playoff instances where mm-hmm. some dude does <laughs> what you don't expect him to do. And, yo, real talk, if you want to know how Charlotte was able to keep that, that game close, just go and check uh, Steph Curry's Twitter feed. Yeah, he was, he was, you, he was you giving it. Yeah, I love that. Coach Curry, man, I yeah. was feeling that. But, yeah, you know, Charlotte. He's a Bobcats guy. Like, he, yeah, he grew he up in Charlotte. He got Bobcat roots. Yeah. So. I, I mean, um, uh, Charlotte, is, Charlotte is definitely going to make a, a, a series of that. Um, what, what I Before we go, though, what I wanted to get your thoughts on is um, L.A., um, Oklahoma City. I mean, you know, I don't believe that Kevin Durant is going to have a poor shooting game like that for the, you know, for the re- every game for the remainder of the series. Right. But that's not, I don't think, and we sort of mentioned this in our playoff preview podcast, that that's not who L.A. needs to be worried about, right? No, Russell. We talked about him. Little Russell, Russ, man. Russell Westbrook went to, went to the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw him looking in the crowd 
after a couple of little, you know, nasty driving layups he had just mm-hmm. blowing past people going to the rim. I'm assuming he was looking at his family. Mm-hmm. You know, all this. He's an L.A. Yeah, kid. He's an L.A. guy, yeah. He's either looking at them or Rihanna or somebody like that. No no problem with that. <laughs> right. um, it's a lot of stuff to look at at Staples yeah, absolutely. during a playoff game, during a, during a preseason game. Ooh. So no complaints there. The, the one thing that struck me, though, and it's the same problem that the Thunder will have throughout this series mm-hmm. facing that Lakers team is Andrew Bynum with Paul Gasol together down there. Yeah. Man, that's like 21 feet of – I know they're both seven-footers, but it's like yeah. they got an extra seven feet with, when you put their arms together. And then Lamar off the bench. I mean, it's just too much. It's too big. It's too much at the rim. Like, And, and I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news to our Oklahoma City listeners or our, our, our Thunder fans that are listening, but, you know, a lot of them are saying, well, you know, if if KD just plays his game, the next, you know, the next game, then, you know, we can, we, you know, we can beat what? L.A. But yo, I mean, Kobe literally, Kobe really had just as bad of a shooting game as Kobe Kevin Durant. Kobe you know? didn't play great at all. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, d- don't expect for Kobe to have exactly. that kind of game again, and exactly. don't expect for the Lakers to only score what 84 points or yeah. 86 points. Yeah. Not gonna happen. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, Russ, you know, balled out of his mind, and he will continue to do that because LA just has nobody to stop him. Uh, Farmer can't stop him. No. Fish can't Shannon stop Brown him. Can't, no chance. Shannon, Shannon Brown, no you know, chance. might be a little bit better, but he can't stop him. And you know, in you know, maybe three, four years ago, you could have switched Kobe on him, and Kobe would have shut him down. But Kobe can't do you don't that have anymore. Time to do that, yeah. That, and I just don't really think he's physically able to do it. And well, you, you also and, think he's, uh, you know. Oh, here we go. I no. think he should be coming off the bench for the Globe Trotters, <laughs> but that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, Kobe, Kobe's my guy, man. But no, but you know, the, you know, Russ is going to continue to do that. But regardless of what Russ does and what Kevin Durant does, this I, I'm now I'm starting to. I mean, I I don't want to jump the gun. But yeah, it, I mean, just, we, it just it looked like they were serious, just so much. We better haven't had a game though. two yet, so I mean, all right, okay, we, right. we do so have to keep back. that. Yeah, we, I'm gonna fall back, but it just I mean, I, could you put it like this? If LA just rent, just just swept them off the floor, would you be surprised? No, you but I wouldn't. I, but if you remember, I wouldn't. I didn't think that this would be. I thought. Remember my words. I said I thought Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook would have star turns. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were strong enough to battle the Lakers with Andrew Bynum. Yeah. In a seven-game series. Main point being, Nick Collison, as hard as he plays, Sergey Baca, as mm-hmm. much as you love his potential. Mm-hmm. Nanad Christic is, mm-hmm. is, you know, as well as he's done. He's solid. Mm-hmm. Being, a, you know, a solid anchor for them in the middle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Bynum, Gasol, Lamar, mm-hmm. Artel. I mean, the Lakers have so much to throw at you yeah. in the front court. And Jeff Green, who's who's played fantastic all year, did you see him trying to keep up <laughs> and guard those guys? I mean, that's not, that's not right. It's not fair. And, you know, and, and that was, you know, people sometimes they, they like to dismiss – um, Andrew Bynum's value to the Lakers be, because they're, they're just looking at it as Andrew Bynum. But again, you know, just to reiterate what we sort of discussed on the, the preview podcast, it's not necess- it's not just Andrew Bynum. It's, it's that when Andrew Bynum comes back, it's that the four and five spot are never manned by anyone else other than Gasol, Bynum, and Odom. Yep. And when those two dudes play, and when those three dudes play all forty eight minutes at those two positions. I mean, where do you go? Yeah, you have no recourse. Yeah, you I know mean, what if I you mean? see if you see Didier Benga coming off the bench, then, yeah. you know, then you mm-hmm. you know if you're an opposing team, then you go, okay, maybe we got a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not not like that. Yeah. Lamar Odom didn't play well. Like the Thunder fans talking, that, no, think about it. He didn't have a great game. Those Thunder fans saying, well, if Kevin Durant does this, the Lakers can go up another oh, couple, absolutely. You know, three absolutely. four notches, and yeah. that's the thing 
that the Thunder have to guard against. I thought Scott Brooks was interesting. They showed him at halftime on the broadcast talking about, hey, we're okay. We're only down eight. We didn't play well, blah, blah. I'm thinking, yeah, but. Neither did the Lakers. Neither did the, yeah, yeah. the Lakers didn't play great either. Like, yeah. they, what team of all these series, not even the Cavaliers, no team that won played great basketball from start to finish, except for maybe the Mavericks. I thought that. I thought they Dallas were the only really team that I thought really, I mean, thought Dallas was that impressive. game yeah. itself. That was like a conference finals level game Ooh. to me. Ooh, well, like, it, it was going to be that. I mean, it's yeah, Dallas I mean, and it was that kind of intensity, that yeah. kind of high quality basketball. Yeah. You know, we didn't even get a chance to really yap about that's a that's a conversation we, for another day. We, we can hit that's, that later yeah. in the week. But before we get out of here, I just want like it, what what the game what's what what game two are you most looking forward to? Yo, without a question, Miami and uh, Boston. Okay, I gotta All see. Right. I got. All right, yeah, I'm there too. Hey, yeah. we we already saw how the uh, how the Celtics turn. Let's he got. We gotta see. Uh, gotta see round two of that. You want to yeah, see? Right. Does Miami, you know, rise up and snatch home court and really make that thing interesting, or was it just? It's gonna be te- and it's gonna a be momentary testy. laps, you know. And it's gonna be testy, and that Boston crowd is gonna come with it. And, oh, it's you gonna know. be nuts. Yeah, man. It's, listen, we've been barking about it all year, complaining about man, I can't wait to the players wait for us. Well, it's here now. Yeah, man. So, like I said, eat your Wheaties, take your Nodos, you know, be ready to stay up and late. Tune in. Yep. Hang time podcast. Yeah. Tip ins, baby. Tip ins. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you. We'll see you. We'll see you in a couple days. That's right. Sekou Smith, Hang Time Blog, Vince Thomas. Pardoning basketball crimes. <laughs> We're going to be here nonstop, so check us out. Easy.